Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. He's a Jedi and he smells the best weed. How long has that been in your back pocket for? (laughs) Honestly, like 10 minutes. Pretty impressive. Too long. All right. In three, two, one. I didn't really hear a clap from either one of you. Did you both clap? How's he? I clapped. I oh, don't know I how did. Parker's gonna clap. Yeah, he, I guess uh, just say clap out loud, Parker. You'll you'll see the line. <laughs> oh, there was, there'll <laughs> be a line. Okay, all right. I. Uh, oh, we're not yeah. doing it again. No, we're no, no, doing no, it we, yeah, we're good. We we're good. We're good. You just missed yeah. it. Okay, I did it. I guess the AirPods did not want to leave all this in. Yeah, I well absolutely. You know how diligent I am about editing. So, we watched Not Another Teen Movie. There's no better time Big to watch movie. a parody movie than in your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of the Only Takes Two rule on this show. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were so close to Spanish movie instead. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> we still have time. You know, I, I think I am kind of lucky on this that I watched uh, 10 Things I Hate About You before I saw this. Because if you could imagine if I watched it after I saw this, I'd have to associate it with this. <laughs> That's always so cruel intention. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I was like, oh. There are absolutely movies that I have seen since I last saw this and now that I hadn't seen when I had previously saw, seen this. And, uh, Try to parse that sentence. Don't feel like I missed too much. I think we're good. <laughs> Yeah, it's really self-explanatory, real self-contained stories here. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've still never seen cheese all that, but Me I think I get it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I understand. It's about basketball, right? It really is. <laughs> it really is great having a movie like this that you haven't seen in like 15 years, and just like seeing what you remembered. I'm just sitting there the whole time, like, when are they going to when are they going to steal the cheer from the black girls? That's like, I, I all right. That's another one I wrote down. <laughs> but the other thing I'm really happy for, thank you to you guys, is for uh, giving me Varsity Blues before this. Not because like, oh, if I had seen it after, I'd associate with this. I would have loved that regardless. I just like that movie. So yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, we'll get there. But yeah, we'll the get... fact that it's the same actor is yeah. so goddamn funny, honestly. <laughs> And, you know, we've always said that Paul Walker is irreplaceable, but if you are going to replace him, at least pick one of the asshole German guys from Beer Fest. Correct. Well, uh, the fact that he plays an amalgamation of two characters and they're both Paul Walker is so good to me, honestly. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, before we get into it, uh, Parker, from the news segment, I would like to lead off with a little tidbit that I found on the internet. Okay. Oh, okay. So you guys may have heard of a director named Martin Scorsese. Uh, he came out with a movie called Flowers of the Killer Moon or Flowers of the Killing Moon, something like that. It's about Native Americans. And uh, I kind of want to see it. And as a long movie guy, I'm just like, oh man, this will be great. It's like three hours and 45 minutes and everyone's like bitching about it. And I'm like, ah, who cares? This is for me. I don't care about them. And then... Martin Scorsese did an interview where he said the pacing was inspired by two movies. Midsommar 
and Bo is afraid. Jesus fucking Christ, that can't be. I hope that you just made that up. I really hope that was scored another victory for the Marvel heads. They win again. (laughs) Sorry, nerds. Maybe maybe it was satirical, like the stuff in Not Another Teen Movie. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we get a post-credit scene where Sitting Bull and Custard team up. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Parker, I'll give the news back to you. I've done enough damage. What an incredible own. If I was an obnoxious Marvel head, still. I would just be running the victory lap around everyone. Like, yeah, y'all owe me an apology. This dude doesn't know shit. Old fucking idiot. Get fucked, nerd. Ugh. I forgot Bo was afraid existed. Yeah, I still I sure haven't hope seen that. My teams did well this week. <laughs> they didn't. Well, they didn't. <laughs> Not off to a good start for the next week. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, do you guys like cinematic universes? Trick question I know you do. What's your favorite? Do you prefer Kick-Ass or do you prefer Kingsman? Good news, you're getting more of both. God is dead. <laughs> I I personally am very excited to endure another Kingsman movie. Because those are wretched in the most fun way to make fun of. Uh, didn't, didn't the Kingsman director come out and say, like, Dude, Star Wars is fucking dead right now. No one likes it. They need to reboot Luke Skywalker. Yes, Red is correct. Fucking die than to do this. I tr- I can only take so much. And did, with- did you guys actually see the King's Man? What the first one? No. No. I saw the, the, I saw the oh, post credits scene. No. I was like, I don't think it's gonna get funnier than that. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna call it there. Uh, I'm just gonna file that away in the back pocket. For, uh, You've mentioned it before. Not, in fact, not next. In fact, you did describe it to me, and I remember the. Oh, I won't. I won't spoil it. I, I hope Parker doesn't remember what you mentioned. <laughs> I know there's one part he remembers. Yeah. For I don't sure. remember how could you not? most <laughs> things if we're being honest with each other. Yeah, that's okay. That's fair. And then, we uh, need to have a concussion counter for Parker on the podcast, <laughs> dude. I should get. Hey, I can get like a sound effect for that. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what I really want is I want to get the clip of the guy in the crowd who says, You still got one more in you! <laughs> uh, Parker, any other news? I hope not. Sorry. Because they just reminded me of the dude getting bisected by the tackles of the guy's hands going, Good hands, Marty! That guy. <laughs> That's another one I wrote down. Good Maybe I did Good have this movie. movie. See, we're gonna convince you. About yeah, it. We're we're just, this yeah. whole episode is gonna be a psyop where we convince you like there's more good than bad. I can't believe you're gonna getting... watch it again five years and go, "Fuck these guys." <laughs> I can't believe I'm getting mentalized into liking not another teen movie. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you'll just take a look at this pizza box, <laughs> uh, Parker. Any other news? Let me just look here. A Halloween cinematic universe. Oh, let's close that tab. No, no, no more news. Don't need to read this. <laughs> Don't need to think about this. Yeah. Well, uh, in that case, we can get to our jerks of the week. I'll let you two guys go first. Oh fuck! I can't believe you've done this. So, uh, this previous week had a Friday the Thirteenth in oh, yeah. October. What are the odds? So let me watch the only good Friday the 13th, which is of course Jason X. Oh. Yes. Please Correct. don't please don't be mad at me. Um you guys don't actually like those movies. They're all bad. You don't have to pretend anymore. It's okay. So I hop on to Amazon Prime as one does. Find it streaming on AMC Plus, which I have because that's where Shudder lives. So I hit play on it. 
And about 20 minutes in, I realized that uh, the AMC Plus version is the version that is cut to air over, over AMC on basic cable. So I sat through Ooh. this movie and didn't even get to see that lady's face get smashed. And I'm furious about it. But also, I was too drunk to get up and change it because I didn't want to pay to rent it. So I just watched and edited Jason X as I fell asleep on the couch. That was a bad night. It's been a bad I don't weekend. think you get a check on Letterboxd for doing that. That doesn't count. No. <laughs> not I, the falling asleep part, but watching the edited version. That's, like, just not a real movie. <laughs> like, being excited... Not excited, but, like, nice and toasty and ready to watch people get murdered in space and hearing somebody yell, shoot! I was like, uh, <laughs> I've been bamboozled. <laughs> but unfortunately, the Xbox controller is charging across the room, so I guess I'm seeing this through. <laughs> That reminds me of what I watched every uh, fifteen minutes, dude. That reminds me of what I watched. What was the uh, that really fucking long uh, Stephen King minute? Was it a uh, Needful Things? I guess the the one about the store. That yeah. was the one for the TV one where they edited to make it longer, and they say shoot so many times. Dadgum. <laughs> we have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, buddy, Alex, buddy. Please, go ahead. Uh, I have a hero of the week. Ooh. So, uh, um, you know, on Monday night when uh, we were all predisposed watching one of the greatest football games of my life, uh, thank you once again to the Chargers and the Cowboys for existing. Um, I, I think, like, coming out of halftime or something, I was posting about... Uh, I, I was posting about how we were going to bring a Chris Berman impersonator to Refix Wedding, and was talking about how one of the bits I wanted to do when we finally do our own ceremony is to have two different Austin Powers impersonators, but never have them on the floor at the same time. So you just never know which Austin Powers you're going to get. Uh, so I got home, and I was like, you know what? This is actually a good enough bit that I'm going to run it by her just to see what she says. And I started explaining it, and she's like, you're not going to have the Austin be the officiant, right? And I was like, no, no, of course not. That would be ridiculous, honey. And she's like, yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> but she I think didn't... I picked okay, you guys. <laughs> she didn't say Dr. Evil could be your officiant, though. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. How many Mike Myers characters can you fit in your wedding before she calls it off? Can <laughs> <laughs> I invite Cam so someone could dress as mini-me? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, this yeah. is a day of love, so wh- who else but the love guru would decide to not <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and for our first dance, here's Fat Bastard on the bagpipes. <laughs> Party on, Emily. Party on, Alex. <laughs> that would be an all-time bit. You would have four Shreks walking around. <laughs> Just invite no guests, just only impersonators. <laughs> <laughs> just the two of us and 200 different Michael Myers impersonators. Nathan Fielder, if you're listening, and I know you are. <laughs> 200 Mike Myers impersonators all doing different characters in some fucking Holiday Inn conference room just looking at these like, what are we here for? Reminds me of the uh, the old Lulinx meme about uh, everybody trying to get tickets to a Stephen Colbert taping and wear bear masks and not laugh at any of his jokes. <laughs> <laughs> man, I haven't thought of that in That's good. a very, very long time. <laughs> it just came to me, man. I don't ask for this. 
All right. Well, um, in that case, uh, getting over to me here. Uh, my jerks of the week are used twos, guys. Uh, why? Why come you didn't tell me the immortal is so good? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I'll. Uh, I'll. Yeah. This one is. I'll on make sure me. to do better in the future. Well, first of all, I want to make sure I watch the right episode. Uh, but uh, it, it was uh, episode six, and uh, I don't really remember much of the plot, so I'm not going to talk too much about it. So, anyway, the next thing that I watched. No, that was a joke. You know what? Let's just turn this podcast around. Well, for, first and foremost, I think you were supposed to watch episode five, but I can't keep track anymore. Unfortunately, I watched six, but this does seem yeah, kind fine. of like it doesn't. The next one can also watch six. Yeah. Well, this is one that's, where that's um, a good bit actually. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't know the the name of the hero. It's just the fellow with the long hair, and I don't know his trusty blonde. No, you mean sec- Rafe. That's Rafe. Right. All right, Rafe. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> That's right, it is Rafe. And uh, I forgot the name of his, uh, I guess his secretary there. And, uh, but I do know the name of his uh, little boy helper. Who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way you can describe it. This guy who, and I'm not kidding about this, I, I swear to God I'm not making this up, is a 400 year old virgin. I'm not... Oh, yeah. I know. They revealed that in the episode. <laughs> he is... Uh, uh, second time it's been revealed this season. Then. Oh, hey, yeah. They uh, they revealed that he has never <laughs> scored in 400 years. <laughs> so, I have to admit, I'm, it's not that I tune you guys out when you talk about the immortal, but I did try to go into it, like, you know, kind of tabula rasa, just, like, let the experience of the immortal wash over me. And the first thing I realized is, like, they put this on TV? It looks horrible. <laughs> the effects are yeah, so low budget. This is extremely Canadian. Uh, I think Alex, you described this as having, or maybe Parker looked at it and says having like top-notch uh, fight scenes with bottom-notch demon effects. Uh, turns out these are bottom-notch demon effects and also bottom-notch kung fu. These are very badly dubbed, uh, both voices and sound effects. Um, at one point, uh, a homeless woman goes up to the car window where uh, she's like, hey, you got any spare change? During a fight scene with other people, and the blonde secretary is just like, uh, sorry, I gave it work. And the woman says, I guess I'll just have to take your soul instead. And then her eyes, like, they do, like, the swipe to uh, the Goosebumps eyes. And before she can even reach into the car, the blonde pulls out a gun and shoots her in the head. And it sounds like this. So, uh, let's see, the main plot here. There is an artist... He lives in one of those apartments, and he does art by, like, throwing paint at it. It's like a Jackson Pollock sort of thing. He gets killed by a demon or something, and he has a hot girlfriend, and um, she's actually in league with the demon guy. Then she starts fl- uh, flirting with the little boy assistant, who uh, I didn't know that uh, they had been around for 400 years. So uh, Rafe has a flashback to when they were samurai warriors in Japan, and they come, across, yeah, they come across uh, an Asian lady named, uh, I don't know, Nagasaki-chan or something. And uh, she says something along the lines of, oh, please stay with me by the fire. Keep me, like, so warm or whatever. And the boy's like, okay. And Rafe is just like, no, we have to kill the demons or something. And they kind of go back and forth about that. They have, like, three of these flashbacks. It's, like, really stupid or something. Anyway, uh, the boy's just like, come on, I want to get my dick wet. And Rafe's like, no, we have to fight the demons. And the boy's like, oh, come on. They go back and forth about this. And the guy, the little boy actually ends up quitting the team. And he uh, decides that he's going to hook up with that uh, hot babe who's in league with the demons. And they're going to use him as a human sacrifice. Because, you know, how often do you come across a virgin? I wouldn't know. I don't podcast with two of them. So anyway, they um, 
present. Right, he's about to be killed. Rafe saves him because he put a tracking device in his backpack or something. And he's like, you didn't tell the hot blonde lady that, like, I haven't fucked, right? And he was like, no. And then they do, like, the whole, like, freeze frame laugh at the end of the episode. Which, uh, <laughs> kind of wasn't expecting. Sick. This came you out... tell him I don't fuck. <laughs> no. <laughs> this, uh, this came out in 2000. And it is the best show that I have ever seen in my life. I, uh... This is better times. I... Much better time. I am, I'm ready to take four months off from talking about movies and just do a week-by-week week recap of The Immortal. Yeah, I... <laughs> Yes, that's just... We'll cut our <laughs> listenership in half. <laughs> you choose which of the two Whatever. stops listening. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happens with the rest of the game of games, it was worth it just for The Immortal, a show that we will fight over every week for the rest of the Correct, game. Correct, yeah. To the, point that, to the point that I feel like if you win, like you just don't even have to assign yourself anything. It's just like, I get to watch The Immortal. Exactly. I, I was going to do that's that anyway. That's the reward. <laughs> yeah. I get so upset now when my teams lose. Because it's more be like, oh no, you got me. What are you going to sign me? Now I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. I, I, I have to admit, so bad. I also really like the idea of it switching from person to person, though. Because it's so funny just not knowing the context of previous episodes. Like, the fact that it's like, oh yeah, we knew he was a virgin. I was just like, damn, I thought that was like a little card up the sleeve. <laughs> well, uh, I, I guess I'll be going back in time to watch episode five next week because, oh, uh, yeah, spoilers, dude. my teams did quite well. So. I love that for you. Yeah. I just like the idea that it's already been revealed that he's a 40, 400-year-old virgin. They're like, all right, it's episode six. Uh, we need some flashbacks of him not fucking. <laughs> kill some time. <laughs> Ugh, well, um... I don't even remember what happens with that Asian chick. Like, he kisses her. Rafe kisses her, not the uh, virgin kid. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The lines in here are really good, too. Like, one of those, like, go to hell, and uh, Rafe says, you first, and snaps his neck. (laughs) That's also been used already in the series. Several times. (laughs) We've all seen it. I think we all just watched the same episode. (laughs) It just repeats from, like, week to week. So, Alex, you're watching five next week? Yes. Bet. I watched four. I'm just going to wait and talk about it next week, so we're in reverse order. No, Maybe. absolutely absolutely not. <laughs> it's going to be such a good thing. No, you're talking about the immortal right now. <laughs> not the second. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. What did we watch? Oh, okay. This is one that, Parker, you said on Letterboxd that you like this kind of stuff. And, uh, oh, no. That can mean anything. Yeah, I, I really didn't like this one. This is called Would You Rather. This is... Oh, yeah, um, it's not yeah. very good. But. Yeah, this movie is like PG-13 Saw, I guess. Uh, basic idea is a woman is really hard up for cash because her brother is sick. So she goes to one of those rich people parties, which I have to admit, right off the bat, I'm just not going to go to one of those things. I already know that I'm going to get like my liver cut out or something. And... Uh, it's like a dinner party, but you have to play a game, and if you win, you get a whole bunch of money, and you're taken care of. Two of the guys, one of them is Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. Great. And the other is Sasha Gray, who, uh, don't look up her filmography. Uh, Ricky is very boring in this. Uh, he doesn't say anything funny, which is a shame, because I know he's got tremendous comedic talent, and Sasha Gray is horrible. I mean, that woman just straight up cannot act. I... 
I don't want to, like, make any, like, accusations. Like, maybe she was sleeping with producers or directors or writers in order to get this part, but I mean, the woman just can't deliver lines. I don't know what she's doing in this movie. So that's really bad. Uh, it's got a very nihilistic tone. Uh, the one thing this movie has going for it, because ordinarily I'd be like, Parker, what did you like about this? I'm trying to figure it out. I think I know. It's Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs is the draw of the movie. Correct. He's, <laughs> he's acting like a big goofball the entire movie. And, I mean, he's the closest I've ever seen someone come to, like, channeling Vincent Price energy. And, uh, without the accent. He just does it as an American. It really feels like he's, like, edging throughout the entire movie doing this. So, that's, that's like, the one thing I like. What I don't like is just about everything else. And it's not so much this, the suspense, like, oh, what terrible deed will they have to perform... Because most of them were just kind of, like, dull. In fact, like, the one where they have to, like, do you want to hit this guy in the back with a stick or, I don't know, shoot someone in the leg or stab someone in the leg or something like that? That goes on for fucking forever. This honestly feels like a movie that only sadists could like. And because it's like, oh, it shows that, you know, doing bad things to other people is bad or something. I, I don't know. I If you're going to make this movie, you're probably getting off on this in some capacity. And if you like this movie, probably the same. So... Look, oh, I like movies that have a problem. message, and sometimes I need to be told that doing bad things to people makes you bad. <laughs> well, okay. I'm listening, I'm learning, and I'm growing. Yeah, also, yeah, the ending's really sad, but entirely pointless. I, I don't know, I, I don't care for this sort of movie. Anyway, uh, as I was watching, I was like, well, that's another check on the list, but... Wait, what Wait, if I watch... Yeah, it is. It was one of the new additions to the list. I was like, Why? wait. I was like, wait. What if I watch good movies instead? It was just. Nah. It was just a voice in the. Nah. Can't be you. It, it was just a voice in the back of my head. I didn't listen to it. So the next one I watched was V slash H slash S slash two, which is the sequel to V slash H slash S. And uh, this movie's really stupid. Uh, this movie is. Uh, they took the VHS concept and they added comedy to it. Great. I will say that this one worked a lot better than Wreck Cube did because uh, there's a scene in which a guy, uh, he wants to go mountain biking and his girlfriend's like, you ride that bike more than you ride me. He's like, yeah, whatever. And he puts on like one of those like GoPros while he's riding his bike in the forest while like dubstep plays. So I'm in that era of horror. And uh, then he gets bit by zombies. And then the zombies have like the GoPro on. It's like, oh, you can see it from their pers- their perspective. Eh, uh, mileage may vary. I, I have to admit, I kind of laughed at the movie more than I thought I would. But then that voice came back. I was like, why don't you watch a good movie, Chris? And I was like, all right, fine. Fuck. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. I, I haven't watched a whole lot of his movies. I should. Uh, I watched The Master. This stars uh, Joaquin Phoenix and uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and a whole bunch of other people. And it's really good. The next movie I watched was... Uh, Thank you. It's like, yeah, great. Oh, oh the critically acclaimed... Whatever. So, uh, yeah. What did you watch? Basket Case. <laughs> Back to the slot. Yeah, there. That, that also. That also. I, yeah. I think that's his best movie, just for the record. You know. Uh, what? What was I seen? Because I haven't seen a lot of his movies. It's, it's tough for me to judge. It's a great filmography. Like that Magnolia, Boogie Nights, and Phantom Thread is oh, like yeah. an incredible top four. Yeah. And I don't even know if that's the top four. Yeah. I I, I really like uh, the Master. I thought it was very well done. And I'm not like super into the history of uh, Scientology or anything, but. I don't think I needed to be. I think this is just an interesting story. Really don't. I don't uh, know anything about this. Apparently Tom Cruise <laughs> is really pissed off at this movie. But, uh, big surprise. Anyway, then I was just like, what if I watch something that's also good? Uh, and then I watched Django Unchained by Quentin Tarantino. 
Uh, you want to talk about a good movie? Holy cow. This is really something. I uh, I, have, I had a really good time with Django Unchained. It's uh, very well done. It's well acted. Very well written. And one of the things that keeps coming back to me, and I think I kind of wrote about this in the Letterboxd Review, is you see so many movies, including and especially the one we watched for this week, that include not just like, uh, you know, you know, scenes from movies or jokes from movies but like direct references to movies like the exact same shot or like a really annoyingly obvious reference to a movie like a sign or something that references something in a movie and it's really just something that says uh hey i the director like this and that doesn't really mean anything to me tarantino does something more than just like movies he feels movies there is a feel that he captures in django unchained that only directors from those 1960s westerns were able to really capture. And you can feel that in this movie. I know he called it a southern <laughs> instead of a western, but whatever, it's fine. I, uh, I really like uh, uh, Christoph Waltz in this. I was surprised how much I liked him because all I could hear about was his performance in this, and it kind of got to the level where it was like everyone was hyping him up so much. I was like, ah, come on, it can't be that good. No, it turns out it's really that good. I, uh, I really like it. Uh, I did like, one of my favorite things is I, ordinarily I don't read the trivia for Tarantino movies because the trivia for a Tarantino movie is never quite as interesting as the movie itself, and that just speaks to how great of a director he is. But one that really got me is apparently Leonardo DiCaprio had such a hard time delivering his character's racist dialogue that he had to stop for a bit in the middle of filming and says, oh, I'm a bit overwhelmed right now with the, the dialogue. And Samuel L. Jackson pulled him aside and said, motherfucker, this is a Tuesday for us. <laughs> so let me, that was nice. Leo, let me give you a lesson or two. Let's <laughs> crack open some Modern Warfare 3 beta and let the let the good times roll. <laughs> I was playing that shit. It put me on high rise. I'm like, oh, I feel, I feel it coming up. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was uh, that was really well done. I uh, surprisingly enough, I I like the uh, the Jonah the Jonah Hill scene the, the Ku Klux Klan forerunner, which is interesting because it feels almost overwritten and overlong. But I like those scenes that are that feel overwritten and overlong in them because it's Tarantino's writing and he's a good writer. The only one that didn't work for me was towards the end, the stuff with the Australian slavers. It kind of felt like the movie was going a little bit too heavy with that stuff. I was like, all right, come on, hurry up, hurry up, get back to uh, where we're going with the story. But everything else is like, those aren't flaws with the movie. Those are things that I embrace. I wouldn't have this movie any other way. So, yeah, Django Unchained, good. So, uh oh. The other Alex came by. Uh, stopped you in your tracks, didn't yeah. <laughs> The other Alex came by, and Parker texted her, hey, you should make him rewatch Torque. So I did. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, yeah uh, Keeping the good movie chain rolling. I, I think I, uh, I think I like this even more than the first time I watched it. <laughs> I still yeah, have to take off a couple stars for really help. I had to take off a couple stars for each of Dane Cook's scenes. Thank you so much Incorrect. for those. <laughs> uh, Incorrect. Uh, we need to remember our history. Well, no, I've already seen. Planes, Chris, they're taking our statues. So. They can't. We can't let them take that too. Yeah, I. Uh, Torque is so fucking funny, dude. I uh, I especially like the cat fight scene between the two women on motorcycles. <laughs> I... Again, my, my stance on rewatching movies is well established on this show. When I watch Torque, I rewatch Torque again 72 hours later. Yeah. Like... 
I fucking love that. Movie. She said she had never seen any of the Fast and the Furious movies. I'm like, you just did. This is uh, this is about as good as half of them. I uh, I like the the guy from Community. After they flip the car, he says, "It's not even. It's a weird angle. It's not even showing his face. It's just showing like the black FBI agent." He says. Thank goodness for airbags. And there's like half of a beat, not even an entire beat. It says, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of the world's greatest works of art. (laughs) It's this like, we should put this on the fucking discs on the spaceship that we sent off at like somewhere in the galaxy, like the fucking Voyager records just have torque on them. Nothing else. Literally only this. Yeah, dude, I I had to rewind it for her because we were we were laughing so hard that she missed the the part in the very beginning where he's riding his his bike past the uh, the sign that spins and says cars suck. <laughs> <laughs> what, That's what a, a real mission movie. statement for the movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like Torque a lot. Anyway, then we went to the Alamo to uh, to rewatch the Lost Boys. Hey, you know what's still good? The Lost Boys. It's probably the best vampire movie ever made. One of, you know, two or three good ones. I uh, I, had a, I had a really good time with that one. I Obviously, Corey Feldman is still easily the best part of that movie. Uh, apparently, they were going to make oh, a sequel. how's he called. doing? <laughs> <laughs> we should get him. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, we could, yeah. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, obviously very good as well. Um, we could also get him. <laughs> could probably get, he'd be too drunk he wouldn't know <laughs> yeah the lost boys holds up i i happen to like that one uh quite a bit let's see what else did i watch oh parker remember how much fun and enjoyable the descent was <laughs> here's one <laughs> <laughs> yeah loved it that such yeah a good time. Well, here's one for you as above so below basic idea yeah, is uh, a bunch of dickheads go into uh the french catacombs this is the first movie where they let the uh, where they let people go into film inside the catacombs, and uh, it's kind of like the descent in a way. You know, they encounter bad stuff down there. They get stuck. I I gotta tell you, like I much like Parker, I just wouldn't go in the first place. So this has uh, no application to me. Hey, we're gonna uh, go in the catacombs. Nah. Yeah, I I don't have a passport anymore. Hey, let me back it up. Hey, we're gonna go to France. Nah. Also that, yeah. That was- <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. I was going to say, we- you move those catacombs almost anywhere else on Earth. I'm probably in there. Yeah. That sounds interesting. But uh, We are not going anywhere. Yeah. You can have <laughs> I don't a know what you time. think this is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, another addition to the list. This one actually uh, I kind of liked. When I say that I didn't enjoy Not Another Teen Movie, it was not because of the level of immaturity, because Dead Snow 2, Red vs. Dead, is also very immature. Oh, hell yeah. However, I kind of liked it. I think they realized that uh, the first movie, while quite good, was a little too serious in tones. So they were just like, dude, they're Nazi zombies. Let's, you know, play with this a little bit. And it's a lot sillier, and it's clearly lower budget, but like, hey, who gives a shit? It's, uh, it's, it's fun, you know, for what it is. Ooh, now what I a rare addition to the list that I really liked. This is called Hush. And basic idea oh, yeah, here. Hush owns. Yeah, Hush yeah, is, yeah, good, Hush is yeah. really good. And for anyone who doesn't know, Hush is about a deaf woman, and it's one of those home invasion sort of things she has to defend against a guy. I was thinking of like wait until dark or don't breathe, stuff like that. And uh, I really liked the ending. I thought that was really well done. I I like the character, and I really hated the bad guys. I was like, hey, this is really good. So if you haven't seen Hush yet, check it out. Oh, it's really short, too. I think it's like 84 minutes or something. So definitely worth your time. 
Then uh, next one here is called Gravity. It's by Alfonso Cuadro. And uh, it's about two people dicking around up in space, wasting time. I don't know. And uh, next one... Did they get to watch Torque up there? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, well, I guess I'll tell you. Have you guys seen Gravity? Yes, it's better than Interstellar by far. Ugh. Uh, I somehow have not. I I remember I wanted to see it in the theater, and then I didn't because... I have autism. Huh? I didn't it, want to go by myself. I was still, I still, still didn't want to go to movies by myself. I didn't get over it at that point. Uh, visually, it is stunning. It is uh, yeah, really gorgeous. It is spectacular to behold. So uh, there, there's going to be a couple scenes where you're going to be watching and be like, how the hell did they do that? I'll give it away. It was just green screens and CGI. But really impressive green screens and CGI. So <laughs> Wait, they didn't send George Clooney to space for real? So there's an in-joke about that in the movie. Uh Apparently, in one of the opening shots, you can see the reflection of a boom mic in one of the characters' um, uh, uh, face shields. And he's, he said, yeah, that was like a little thing. It was like, yeah, we were really up on a satellite the whole time. This is how foreigners joke. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I like Gravity. It's, uh, it's pretty good. I think if I had any quibbles, it would be about the story. But the story eventually gets to where it needs to get to. You know, it's, it, there, it is about something. It's not just two people having an adventure in space, you know. So, quite good. Now for a movie that I'm kind of surprised that I loved. See, when when I watch movies on the TV, every once in a while I'll get a feeling where I'm like, I really like this, but I bet if I had seen this in a theater, I would have loved it. And that really came to me like last week when I watched The Town. And it wasn't just because I was sad because Tim Wakefield died. It was like, man, if I was like really in the experience here and watching The Town, I'd be like, man, this is like such a great movie. But, um... So I feel like a little. Do you think Parker knows who Tim Wakefield is? He better. Is that one of those uh, old ass <laughs> guitarists? I don't know, man. I don't listen to these. Bands. He's he's considered he's considered the greatest pitcher of all time. So anyway, uh, that's a joke. He's, oh, he you was mean a, fucking Nolan uh, Ryan? Let's he was a, he was a he was a knuckleballer for uh, the Red Sox. Anyway, uh, that, that means he threw really stupid. Anyway, uh, I was actually thinking back to when I was watching. <laughs> When I, I was, why that cracked me up so much. <laughs> so I, I was thinking back to uh, when I was at my dad's place, and I was watching movies on my laptop because his TV sucked, and I almost felt nostalgic because when I lived at my parents' place, I used to watch most of my movies on a laptop, and there were some that I loved watching on a laptop, and I think it was because maybe the screen was closer to me or something like that, and I could focus on it, and I thought, man, is there a disconnect between me and my TV? So I was very, I was really relieved to finally watch a movie. I really loved it. This is called Her by Spike Jones, also starring Joaquin Phoenix. This is yet another Joaquin Phoenix movie where if you have a Blu-ray of this on your shelf, girls are gonna look kind of weird at you, much like Joker. Uh, I I do happen to like her a lot. Basically, a uh, story of her is a guy fucks his phone. So then I watched Paddington. Paddington is a British movie and. <laughs> No, I'll get to that. Uh, one, don't remind me. <laughs> no, her is really good. Uh, her is surprisingly well written. The art direction is uh, spectacular. I really love the way that it looks. It asks serious questions. It has a. I can't help it. I really like a cute romance. There's a really cute romance between this guy and his phone. Uh, I'm not saying it's like, oh god, I wish I had what they had. It's more like this is perfect for this guy. You know, he really needs this, and it asks, uh, like I said, it asks interesting questions. So her is great. I strongly recommend it if you haven't seen her. As for Paddington, Parker, you're the expert on Britain. So Yeah, thank that you. Is true. Yeah. 
you, you're always talking about how much you like Britain, and uh, despite the fact you don't read very much about it, uh, have you seen Paddington? Yes. Yeah. Well, see, it feels like this is that, one of those things that, that was... That was as far as my studies went for yeah. <laughs> many years until... <laughs> it feels... Like, wow, this Britain place seems kind of nice. I'd love to learn more about I, the I think I think Paddington is excellent to possibly perfect at what it is trying to do and what it is trying to be. Unfortunately, I'm 34, and uh, I'm a little bit old for this. I feel like if, if I was seven years old, or if I had a seven-year-old, I would fucking love this movie. Or if I was British, because I, will I guess I'd take to. this slander from the cartoon watcher on this program. See, that's what, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, what in the world? Are <laughs> yeah, you no, talking? this one's for babies. Yeah, no, honestly, uh, I'm actually a little too mature for this. So, Rugrats in Paris are really <laughs> which I, those. another one I didn't like. But uh, no, I, Paddington is a. Uh, there was at least one joke that destroyed me. The uh, the one where it's like the daughter is learning Chinese. And she has to learn how to say, I've been accused of insider trading and need legal representation. That was really funny to me. I don't know. I like those little, like, kind of like background jokes in a way. That worked. Uh, I think maybe my problem is this movie doesn't have quite as much heart as it makes it out to be. Like, at one point, the mom says, don't you understand? We need uh, Paddington just as much as he needs us. I was like, do you? I don't really know if that's true. But, all right. Uh, I think the the biggest problem though with the movie, the real reason I didn't like it, what the fuck is marmalade? Is that just like <laughs> British? Is that like Britain's like you know most popular food or something? I think it's just what they call ambrosia in yield England. <laughs> I guess. Well, as is the Moulin Rouge expert, I can also help you. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Anyway, this movie feels like it's Thanks supposed to, to be like show. deployed against angry girlfriends or something. You know, it's like, oh, this will calm her down. <laughs> it, it does work. I know. Keep this in my you. back pocket. Yeah. All right, uh, Alex, what did you watch? Just uh, got to make sure if you're using those Paddington movies that you uh, you don't show the one where it's got the conveyor belt scene that goes viral on Twitter once every few months. It's like, look, it's passion- Pat- Paddington getting fucked in Missionary. Because uh, <laughs> if she's seen that tweet, then she'll get mad when that happens. Well, all right. You know, uh, I, just, I, just, just <laughs> speculating, you know. Just, you yeah, know. I, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I'm just here to bring all purpose advice, you know. I have saying. not seen that um, viral video. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking kills me every time. <laughs> so fucking funny. I just link it to her. Like, hey, check this out. You have a beautiful relationship. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I only have a couple to talk about here. All right, I'm gonna give you the setup to this movie, and then we're gonna talk about it a little bit. All right, so we've got these two fucking. Okay, uh, before that. Um, so this is written and directed by the same guys that made uh, Significant Other, as Parker and I very much enjoyed. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, we get these two scuzzy, uh, these two scuzzy like robbers. You know, they're like knocking over convenience stores. Played by Bill Skarsgård and Micah Monroe. Uh, so they're doing their thing, and then their car runs out of gas in the middle of the woods while they're like fleeing the scene. You know, kind of a stupid setup for a movie, but I've seen stupider. I'm willing to roll with the punches here. So they're freaking out a little bit, and then they're like, oh, look, there's a house up there. Let's go up there and see if we can, you know, steal a car or siphon some gas or what have you. So they go up to the house. Uh, they break in. They see there's a car. They're looking all over for the car keys. They go down in the basement. And there's the kid chained up down there. 
Uh, they come back upstairs, and wouldn't you know it, now the family's home. The mom and dad, played by Jeffrey Donovan and Kira Sedgwick, have returned to the house. Uh, there's a bit of a standoff. They're, they're like, hey, you know, you guys just get out of here and forget what you saw. Like, you can take the car. We know you're on the lam. Then Bill Skarsgård's like, no, we're taking that fucking kid with us. Like, I don't know what you freaks are doing, but, like, we're not letting this happen. So they go downstairs to unchain the kid. Now, pause right here. And let me ask you two horror experts this. Would you enjoy it from this point forward if they rescue the kid and the kid's really fucked up? And, like, that's just the next hour of this movie is this demon child tormenting them? Because that's where I thought this was going. I, I don't think I would enjoy that. And, uh, I could get and unfortunately... It. Unfortunately, what actually happens is, you know, the kid bites one of them and they turn the tables and then it just turns into an hour of, like, the worst jokes and, like, close-ups of gore that you could possibly think of. And it fucking sucks. And I hated it. And I feel like this movie was, like made in a lab just to piss me off because it takes all of these things that I could otherwise get behind in a movie and just throws this is called villains by the way I guess I should probably mention that um, in case anyone's thinking of watching it it's trying to be a comedy but also gory but also serious and it's like 0 for 3 like this is one of those kind of movies where they're chained up and they need to pick the lock on the handcuffs and the only thing they have available to them is the girl's tongue ring but they show you the close-up of the tongue ring getting pulled out in order to get the the lock pick which like whatever like if you're into gore that's fine but it's just it's the kind of movie that's like yeah wouldn't you like to see this and i just it was so frustrating to watch because like for 20 minutes or so i was like a little bit leery because you know the jokes weren't landing but it's like i like everyone in this movie i want to see where this goes and then it kind of just went nowhere and yeah it's fuck this movie you probably don't have to watch it i mean that's you definitely don't have to watch it until it ends up on the list but. right i i think my thing though is you asked me would you enjoy this movie if this happened no what i want is like they rescue the kid and then they all have nice time yeah, but this no, is like twenty five minutes in the you? movie. You're never getting that. Yeah, I know. I guess that's that's what I kind of want for movies. Like that they all go to like Barney's Playhouse or something. My uh, my girlfriend will watch literally anything. She doesn't care. She had watched that before I did. I scrolled past it. I'm like, oh, should I put that on? She went, no. <laughs> so, not a good sign. So nice, yeah. yeah. It's it's very rare I get a full on hard just no unless it's something that's like physically uncomfortable to watch. But that just got a flat out nine. I watched that again. Yeah, yeah. I like. I was. My feelings were hurt when I found out it was the guys that did significant other because I really like that movie and I really, really, really do not like this. Um, like I said, it's it's more just it's annoying to me more than anything. Yeah, I know. It's that. like it it feels like it has like the aesthetic and the ethos of like netflix shovelware but like more for redditors than normies and it's just like the worst fucking combo in the world for me uh and when i go in blind to a horror movie and at the, the end of the first act ends with the main character getting tied to a chair i'm like all right it's one of these again yep cool. <laughs> yeah not great but uh what can you do um only other movie i watched this week because for some reason she put this on earlier we watched navalny the award-winning documentary from last year about uh russian opposition figure alexei navalny now let me tell you it's a little hard for me to watch documentaries like this that are very much made for a more uh 
shall we say, casual audience when I am a stuff-knower about geopolitics specifically. Uh, so I knew that I wasn't going to have, like, a particularly good time with this, but, you know, I try to give things the benefit of the doubt. Um, there's a really interesting, like, 30 minutes in the middle of this where you really get into the background of, like, when they were investigating, like, how he got poisoned and, like, what happened that... basically the climax of the second act of this movie is they have all the information for all these guys that they think were in on it because they used all this like fancy data tracking and they got like phone numbers and passport pictures they're like these people were on these flights and they were in this place and they work for these people so i bet these are the guys and they have navalny call them and basically be like hey this is who i am why'd you try to poison me and obviously they all hang up on him so one of the people in the room goes, why don't you try it like a prank call? Like, why don't you call pretending to be somebody else and see if they'll, like, see if you can trick them into saying things. And they get this fucking scientist who spills the beans on the entire fucking plot, like, on camera, which is an unbelievable shot. Like, it's, I would think it was staged if I didn't know it was real. Uh, the unfortunate part is the first and third acts of this movie are basically just fluff pieces for this guy and a bunch of, like, really really surface level hey did you guys know russia is bad which uh yes i didn't need an hour of that um it's well shot there's some tidbits in here that i think are kind of nice they they do the thing where they don't shy away from the controversy about the character the movie's about but also they do it in a way where you can't possibly do anything but agree with the character and i'm not even saying that a lot of that controversy is uh particularly valid because i don't listen to chapo trap house and therefore i don't care that he was in a picture with some white nationalists once uh but the way the movie's set up like you there it's like hey what about this dissenting viewpoint well let me slam that shut moving on and that always kind of irks me when a movie does that but uh it was fine i mean you can do worse with an hour 40 of your time if you know, like, literally nothing about the world, you'll get way more out of this than you are if you're somebody that reads books or oh, thanks, has man. a master's degree in international relations. But, uh, yeah, I uh, don't really understand why this won awards except for the composition of the Academy Awards body. So it's perfect and, uh, for me is what you're saying. You'd be fine with it, yeah. Nice. Uh probably just watch it and be like man that really sucks that uh that rush is fucked up like that i'm not gonna look into this any further it's probably the best way to handle it but uh that's fine yeah i read the wikipedia uh, summary uh seems pretty fucked up over there yeah wow thanks for this uh hour 40 minute movie that tells me things i already know because i have two brain cells to rub together um and last but certainly not least uh let me go ahead and discuss <laughs> this episode of Bully Beatdown. <laughs> this is episode five of Bully Beatdown, where the bully is Eric with a Q, the bum rapper. Uh, so we, we, <laughs> we get our little setup. So apparently uh, we, have this, we have this lady, Linda, who is Eric's ex-girlfriend. And apparently since they broke up, he's just been going around beating up every guy she tries to date. And also, he stole her car and crashed it. Uh, so, you know, Mayhem, you know, Mayhem, you know, he's, he's got a lot to say about this. So he looks into the camera and says, I'm a real hater of bullies, but if there's one kind of bully I really hate, it's the kind that picks on chicks. 
do not bother to look into this further. (laughs) (laughs) So, as mentioned in the title, our our bully, Eric with a Q, is a bum rapper. So naturally, they go to confront him at the recording studio. And when they go into the room where he's spitting his bars, we get a cartoonishly loud record scratch. Which uh, did a lot for me. Um... You know, Mayhem does this thing, talks about, you know, you win $10,000, you can beat up this guy. He's like, yeah, I'm a real fighter. Mayhem goes, keep your Skytel pager on. I'll be in touch. Which, uh, <laughs> sure. I don't think he mentioned that in the first three episodes that I saw. <laughs> I was going to say, I know this I know this is some sort of product placement for a product that I don't remember. Because I have watched a shitload of MTV shows and it's all in there. But, uh. I couldn't tell you. Didn't this? I don't remember when this came out, but was this like post pager? I like. I think so. I feel like that would. <laughs> I feel like modern UFC uh, is like a decade past pagers. I could That's be wrong on that timeline. I, I don't think um, pagers and tap out mix. That doesn't seem right to me. <laughs> this show feels pre tap out, but it does feel close. I, I think I it's. Know. I think it's before tap out. I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, so, you know, we get our little confessional uh, interview with Eric with a Q, who says, and I quote, my title is Beating People's Asses Champion of the Streets, uh, which, uh, yeah, always a great title. Uh, uh, Mayhem gets him in the gym. Uh, he leaves his socks on on the mat for some reason. So they, 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 you know, they bring up the punching bag, and he just starts shin-kicking it over and over, which is apparently his move. Um... You know, Mayhem's like, wow, man, those are some pretty tough kicks. And then we get a cutaway to Mayhem going, this guy is the worst fighter ever. Uh, Cuts back to them in the gym. Uh, Mayhem convinces him to freestyle and starts beatboxing, which uh, always a good sign when you get Jason Mayhem Miller beatboxing in the middle of an episode. Uh, You know, he spits his, like, couple bars of freestyle. Mayhem's like, wow, man, that was really cool. We get, like, the, the... the noise effect is the camera cuts to like mayhem by himself in a confessional just going that rap was so bad that if Tupac and Biggie were alive they'd kill themselves which uh Whoa. you know that's a good bit different that someone era. else definitely wrote for him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get another confessional interview with the guy uh, who says in the last seven years I've been in over 250 fights Okay. at roughly that cadence, right. which, uh, you know, good for him. That's, that's pretty good numbers. You know, I feel like he's definitely got a chance against, uh, I forget what this fucking MMA guy's name was. Yeah. He kind of looks like Stupid or Mick Foley, and I think his title was like the Man of Faith or something. I don't know. Whatever. Not important. <laughs> I couldn't give less of a shit. Um, they get in. We get the first round, which is just uh, <laughs> grappling only, <laughs> and you have to just not get pinned to make money so he gets pinned five times like two minutes whatever that's expected you know this guy is like already out of breath mayhem has commented four times about how many cigarettes he smokes already and how fucking dingy he smells uh then we get to the the full contact round i always appreciate a full contact round where they put headgear on one guy but not the other um (laughs) so obviously the mma guy not wearing any headgear you know, goes in, starts throwing some punches. Like, 15 seconds into the fight, 
<laughs> Eric with a Q grabs his shoulder after a shoulder punch, walks to the other side of the ring, goes, I'm done, I'm done. And then the next shot we get of him is him with an enormous bag of ice on his shoulder going, yeah, man, that wasn't a fair fight. I would have kicked his ass. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. <laughs> It turns out the show owns. <laughs> in and out in 20 minutes. We love to see it. See, like, there's all the stuff about whether or not it's fake, and obviously uh, Jason Mayhem Miller, uh, full name always, uh, ensured us online on a message board that it wasn't fake, so I believe him. But regardless of what you think, like, if you're that guy and you walk in the ring and you have headgear on, and then your opponent walks out and he does not, don't you immediately think, like, Oh, something's wrong. This is this is a bad idea. This is not no, good. No, no. The first <laughs> thing you is think is, ah, I have an advantage. I have protection, and he does not. <laughs> I found the boss's huh, weak I'm point. <laughs> I'll just hit him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> it worked on Billy Bob. Can you want to have Edgar then too? Yeah, turns out Bully beat down pretty good might be in my future at some point when I want to be nice and give someone else the immortal because it sure seems like I'm never going to lose the game of games again I couldn't say no to a deal <laughs> and uh, it comes back to bite me that's fine there will be more deals you'll have a chance to get out of all of these holes I think probably not that's alright though yeah we'll see uh Parker what did you watch this week oh my goodness so um when I learned that uh, Suburban Screams, a.k.a. The New Project by the Master of Horror John Carpenter hit Peacock, everyone's favorite streaming service, obviously I ran right to it. I didn't know a thing about it. I don't know what this is. Is this like some horror anthology? Is this like a real, real low-grade like Haunting a Hill House thing? No, it's just one of those things where it's like each episode is a different real-life story of a paranormal encounter. So it's just John Carpenter directing from his couch, and there's just some middle-aged dude being like, man, we shouldn't have done that that night. And there's just a flashback of like a bunch of young 20-something D-list actors making a fucking Ouija board out of a pizza box. Let me tell you, (laughs) the show is incredibly good. Pizza box? (laughs) There's... Yeah, There's I was going to say, I could you imagine if they flipped it over when the ghost showed up and mentalized a ghost? <laughs> you don't want to possess me. You won't rearrange my chairs. You'll suck my <laughs> dick like in Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, just knowing that like my favorite director of all time, who stopped directing because it was too much work and wanted to just watch basketball and play Assassin's Creed, <laughs> that he got to direct this from home and what he made was basically a new version of Unsolved Mysteries but a lot dumber. It makes me so incredibly happy. I'm only like two episodes in but my god, it's it's exactly my slop. God bless him. I'm also uh, two episodes into Fall of the House of Usher. I loved Hill House, did not like Bly Manor, and didn't watch Midnight Mass. But uh, so far this is What If Succession Had Ghosts? So I'm pretty much locked in. Oh, hell yeah. We'll be finishing that one. That's all you had to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's this giant rich-ass family that's like a... uh, They own some huge pharmaceutical company. And all the kids end up dead, like, within two weeks of each other. And it's the dad being interviewed about it, and he's telling the whole story. And then there's also ghosts. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Very good so far. So, 
I have two episodes of the Celebrity Paranormal Project to talk yes. about, friends. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Let's go. Um, it was not revealed to me that uh, a lot of the show would be done over voiceover. That was just clearly trying to do a jigsaw, which is very good to me. Because this is like 2005. Um, the first one I picked... Um, so these episodes, they begin with like them all meeting for the first time. So, like, the first thing I see is David Carradine blowing into a flute and telling Coolio that uh, he can tranquilize any ghost with his abilities, so they don't need to be worried. Uh, the most stunning part about this is that this was this came out after Kill Bill. Like, he was just in that. It was like, yeah, I'll be on your VH1 ghost show. It's fine. Uh, so it's him, uh, Coolio, uh, some guy from season three of The Bachelor... Uh, that means something to someone out there. Yeah. A female boxer I've never heard of, and one of Hugh Hefner's wives from The Girls Next Door. Oh. It doesn't matter which one. Um, the real the highlight for this episode for me is David Carradine, because he is just nonplussed about the entire thing. Everyone else is freaking out. Like, Coolio and the playmate go in, and they hear whispering, and they freak the fuck out. And then David Carradine is just sitting there like, uh, fear doesn't work. It doesn't, I mean, once you accept that it's fear, fear can't hurt you. And he's just strolling through carrying this heavy-ass 2005 paranormal hunting equipment, this big-ass camera, and he's just walking as casually as you walking to the mailbox, and he's getting so frustrated because the girl he's with keeps screaming. He just keeps telling her to <laughs> shut up so he can hear if there's any goats. It is... Watching this old man who's, like, literally just did Kill Bill... Like, roll up his sleeves and he has four different beaded wristbands on. It's It does a lot for me. Um, yeah, like, honestly, most of the episode is incredibly boring. But every time he's on screen, he's visibly frustrated that he's trying to have a paranormal experience and communicate with the other side. And these women are just screaming in terror. And uh, <laughs> at one point, she's freaking out. Coolio just looks at her dead in the face and goes, you signed up for this. Get your goddamn backpack on and get out there. Um, I don't think these shows are very good. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the highlight of the first episode is the end credits. Um, it's just like a shot from earlier in the night of them all hanging out. And Coolio says that he had a dream that he pissed the bed. Then he woke up and he, he saw he was all wet. And he's like, damn, I must have sweat a lot. And he started to fall back asleep. And then he snapped out and realized he had, in fact, pissed while he was dreaming he pissed. And they asked him when that happened, and he said, <laughs> he said it was two weeks ago. So that was pretty good, and that was worth it for me. Uh, the next one I chose is um, Deborah Wilson from Mad TV, like one of the original cast members. Another Playboy model. Uh, Julio Iglesias Jr., brother of Enrique Iglesias. Evander Holyfield... And, of course, Wee Man. <laughs> One of the greatest gatherings of people I've ever seen in my life. Um, again, this show just kind of fucking sucks. <laughs> They're like 45 minutes long, but there's only so much you can mine through it. Because they split everyone up and they go in groups. So it's like, alright, you two go out there. And it's what you... I mean, it's night vision, two people walking, holding big cameras... You don't even hear what the fuck they're hearing most of the time. Like, I had the volume cranked, and they'll just be like, Oh my god, what was that? And it's like, 
do you feel that breeze like it's the fucking fans on like you're you're in a shooting location so they freak out they'll come back next two go out freak out and it's just rinse and repeat and I just I don't know what to do with this I don't know how to make this show good cause like there's nothing with the three of us collectively love more than uh, D-list celebrities and also Wee Man shitty reality TV and shitty paranormal shows but none of this works together and I don't know what we have to do as a country to come together like is it funnier if it's real celebrities doing it? I don't think so. I don't think they'd let themselves no. take it seriously enough. They would just be bored. Yeah. But, like, when you're going this Z-list, you're just like, who the fuck? Oh, no, you got you put a camera on a Playboy Playmate? Oh, crazy. I just, I don't know what to do. Maybe it's... I think what we need to all understand is that uh, Zach Baggins is a pro. And that man will turn chicken shit into chicken <laughs> salad. It doesn't matter how boring that room. He'll go into any room and just fucking juice it. And then meanwhile, you've got one of Hugh Hefner's wives just walking around slowly going, Did you feel that? Did, did you feel that? <laughs> no. I'm watching at home. You have to fucking... you got to <laughs> tell me what you're feeling, girl. I think you're looking at this the wrong way. I think this is the ghost's fault. It, yeah, know, Parker, yeah, there's right. a possibility that the ghost you chose just weren't very good. <sighs> that is true. They really need to show up and fucking... I don't know. I mean, the episode ends with Deborah Wilson having like a full-on freakout like she got possessed, which... I mean, I'm really glad I picked this one because it was a real highlight. She's just like pacing around the room and screaming, Get out of me! I don't want you! Get out of me! And like having a full-on, what looks like a schizophrenic episode. It's a little unnerving because you're like, damn, what what is actually happening? Like, all jokes aside, what is going on here? But I place myself in her shoes, and imagine like having a near psychotic breakdown. You think a demon is inside of you, and across the room, a wee man is just staring at you, slack jawed, and a Vander Holyfield has a giant camera in your face. I feel like I would never recover from that. I what's what happened there is she's begging for money. Whoever has the biggest freakout gets a little bit more money than the other ones. I'm ninety percent sure that's what's going on. The end credits for this episode is everyone just saying, oh, I thought she was a producer because she wouldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> Which was, in fact, correct because she's talking nonstop the entire episode. Oh, that's good. I just, I just don't know. I feel like there's there's something here, but it's just it's not coming together. Alex, I don't think like, he likes ghost me, hunting. I That's incorrect. That's I will not stand for that. <laughs> I just... I love it so much that I want it to be better. I want I, it to be improved upon. But, like, you can't even do it now, because, like, cause like I, this level of shitty VH1 celebrity doesn't exist anymore. It would just be fucking YouTubers and streamers, and that pass. Yeah. I don't need someone they'd, to... They'd be having more fun with it. Yeah. Those people they know want, how to put on a show, at least. Mm-hmm. But I could also just watch Deadstream instead. <laughs> I don't have to watch someone go, Chad, did you hear that? chat was that real <laughs> it was in fact not real uh, i don't know i'm i feel like there's something that can be done here and uh it's a real missed opportunity we need to figure out uh speaking of missed opportunities boy those hoffman boys right gold rush <laughs> season four let's go episode three uh, i would just like to apologize to my good friends alex and repig for not just listening to you for the last three straight years that you told me this show is good because these are, <laughs> like, in my head, I just imagine, like, okay, but, like, what do I really want to watch people do this for? Like, how entertaining could that be? 
Not not just having the obvious light bulb go off and go like, oh, they all fucking suck at it. That's why it's good. Because <laughs> these are the dumbest people I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so I start on episode three, so I just get right into it. And a friend of the show, Todd Hoffman, has half of his shit just in the middle of the fucking desert. Cannot get to it. The rest of it's stuck at customs. So they've been out in the fucking jungle for weeks and cannot mine anything. They find the one place in the jungle where they can get cell service to call and ask where their stuff is. But it, the signal is so weak that if he touches his phone it just drops the call. So he has a shovel in the ground and he cut up a water jug and like attach it to the top of it and put his phone in it. And he's just standing there hands on his hips and be like, Well how soon can you get these parts here? And that's when I fell in love with the show immediately. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Like, so he finally gets through on this totally real phone call that definitely happened. And they're able to finally get the parts across. And then the bridge is fucking broken again. So previously, as I learned in a flashback, they had to, like, rebuild a bridge in real time to get their shit across it. They went back to get the rest of their stuff, and the bridge was once again broken. Um, this is where I note, uh, we keep saying glory hole. We say glory hole a whole lot. And it really takes me back to a good time. Back when uh, we were watching a lot of shipping wars, and we were talking about taking <laughs> loads no matter the cost. <laughs> no matter what. Have the this load. <laughs> I have to get this load. <laughs> I'm a, you know, we all love Todd Hoffman, but I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of the Dakota Boys, I'm going to be honest with you. I really enjoy <laughs> them own. because um, I didn't realize it was going to be like a young one and an old one. And that the young one's a fucking moron who doesn't know how to do anything. <laughs> uh, so they need uh, the bringing a crew to drill. And uh, he decides his great idea is just to put a bunch of rocks in the lake to create a giant platform for the drill to drive across. So after waiting like days, the drill gets there and they're like, what the fuck is this? We can't drill through this. It's all gravel. So they have to move all of it. While this old man is just standing there hands on hips like, I told him it wouldn't work. <laughs> um, so, uh, not just because he's my namesake, but uh, I don't really give a fuck about this Parker kid. He seems dumb as fuck. Why would you buy anything from Todd Hoffman? The dumbest thing yeah, on the planet. Correct. Why would you? This dude is all you guys have told me about this show is he's an absolute fucking idiot. Doesn't know how to do anything, and this little fucking dweeb just goes and buys his equipment. <laughs> like I don't understand. <laughs> is it like a fucking GM watching a player and be like, Nah, he just needs to be on our team. He he'll be a good fit here, and then he'll produce. Like is he just watching Todd Hoffman fuck up, make no money, and be like? No, but we can make Trent Richardson work. Let's get him here. Let's get him in some pads. Well, I mean, you know, if if, if Todd Hoffman had Trent Richardson first, you know, you could talk me into that. <laughs> you think he's just like a master negotiator? <laughs> That's where he makes his real money. <laughs> he buys all this expensive equipment, gets nothing out of it, and just flips it to some 20-year-old who thinks he's going to hit Texas oil. <laughs> that sweet, sweet Texas gold. So this absolute dweeb is yelling at this dude for tossing something that could have possibly maybe had gold flakes in it and he's just like laying into this dude he's like 50 something he's in there like, i'm sorry sir i wasn't thinking i, I don't know what to do i'm sorry I didn't. and he's just trying to like act imposing but he's a foot shorter and about 30 years younger and uh, it's at this point that i 
I'm very confused why all of the fucking mining terms sound like Dr. Seuss characters. Because we keep talking about sluicing it and sifting through it and sluicing it again and we're waiting on this trimble and it feels like some real who's in whoville shit. I can't take any of it seriously. These people are talking about like, giving up years of their lives and they're using these fake goofy ass words and I won't stand for it. And then we get back to the Hoffman truck <laughs> and wouldn't you know it <laughs> their truck that they need all the equipment from is stuck in the goddamn mud and they almost lose everything. <laughs> How are they so fucking stupid? <laughs> I don't understand. Are they still on the show now? Like, are they? A, do they never go uh, away? If I am not mistaken, Todd Hoffman now also has a spinoff. Oh well, let me go God. ahead and research this. This is incredible news for me. Hoffman Family Gold spinoff. <sighs> Sorry to leave you with the dead air there, but I was very... I needed to know. That was very important information for me. Oh, seasons one and two on Max, you say? Oh, jinkies. Yeah, Max came in clutch. Uh, now that they've bought up oh, all, that yeah. all that Discovery shit's on here. Oh, but we were having a good time with this. Um, So it feels good to say that between this, the Immortal, and Bully Beatdown, like, I... As long as I don't get assigned Victoria, we're really coming out on top <laughs> week after week, no matter how my teams do. <laughs> um, I'm all in on this show. This, much like The Immortal, once the season's over, I will be uh, catching up on the, with the episodes I missed. Absolutely. This oh. is, uh, let me let me just tell you, because this is going to impact, you know, a solid three months of your life at some point. This is like the ultimate putting on while you're falling asleep show. You just... You wake up, you miss two episodes, nothing really happens. Someone's explaining something about sluice boxes to you. It's beautiful. I, they just keep saying glory hole. And I know that's the term <laughs> for it. But it's going to make me laugh every time. I don't think I'm going to get to season eight and be like, all right, well, that's immature. Like, no, I'm going to keep laughing at it. And uh, this is the part where I say with a, with a heavy heart and uh, solemnly look at the floor. Uh... I went to the bar after work, got obliterated drunk, and fell asleep ten minutes into the Immortals. So we'll check back with you next week. Okay. <laughs> I, my eyes were burning because I'd been awake for a long time. I shut them, and then I woke up at 11.30 tonight and went, oh, the boys never texted me. Let me open Discord. <laughs> oh, shit, they've been waiting on me for an hour. Sorry. So, uh, yeah. Uh, if they weren't 45-minute episodes, I just would have made y'all wait on me, but... With Tubi ads, that's a whole extra hour. And we'd be just now getting started. So, yeah, I ain't doing that. Next week, though. Oh, buddy. Totally fair. Hopefully I have two next week. Fingers crossed. Because <laughs> I wanted to save the best for last. And then I did that. And then I didn't get to the best. Because uh, the bartender gives me yinglings and uh, Dallas Blondes, but only charges me the $3 domestic price. So I just kept buying them. Because why wouldn't why would I? Yeah, that's, that's infinite that's value. deals. Like and Grabthar's with, uh, Hammer. <laughs> What is it? Three minutes away from the bar? Yeah, that's that's value. You can get you can get real dicey with that. The last thing I want to talk about is a uh, similar situation that you had, Alex, where uh, you're all in on a movie's premise, and then it feels like it was made in a lab to really ruin your day. Uh, this movie I found on Hulu. It's brand new. It's called Appendage. Um, I found this because someone recommended it, and it said, for fans of Malignant and Basket Case, 
And then I looked at the cover, and there was a lady's face with two teeny tiny little hands. And I was like, fuck yes, this lady's gonna have a little monster thing. And let me tell you, like, in the first five minutes, a freaky little monster thing starts growing out of her. And I am fucking in. Like, you've, you've teased me with this, I hit play. Before the first act is over, that little fucking gremlin, unholy goblin thing is separated from her and it's running around. And then it just becomes a movie about your trauma. And I was so fucking mad, dude. I <laughs> We like we get all these peaks in her life, her friendships. She works at, in the fashion industry and she has this really annoying dickhead boss who's a real piece of shit and you're like, Oh my god, that little fucking gremlin's gonna rip his fucking face off. She's gonna come into work and be blood. No. Absolutely not. She just uses it as a metaphor to face her trauma, and I was livid by the end of it. I was hoodwinked and bamboozled. I was promised a basket case. I am given a little goblin that grows from inside of her. We learned that that grows because she consumed the fucking fetus when she was a baby. It was, she was supposed to be a twin, and that's where it came from. And that there's other people like her who have also had this, and they also have this little fucked up thing. And then it's like, ah, oh, we tricked you, actually. You see, it's it's like grief and trauma, and it's gonna take over you now. But you can't you can't let it you can't let it consume you. You can't be consumed by your past and your sadness. You have to fuck you. I was so goddamn <laughs> mad, you guys. I was I was so excited to come bearing a brand new movie about a little monster growing out of someone's body that kills people. And instead, I got hey. You know, it's, feelings are bad sometimes, but sometimes feelings are good too. Thanks. That's it for me. It, really <laughs> it ruined my week, dude. I was so mad. Now, Man, let's begin the process of convincing Chris that not another teen movie is good. <laughs> Let the gaslighting begin, boys. Let's <laughs> wear them down. All right. So, so here's the thing. Uh, I was relieved. At first, so find out that this was not by uh, Friedberg and Seltzer. For anyone who doesn't know, Friedberg and Seltzer, they're those guys who work on the parody movies. Like, Epic Movie, Meet the Spartans, Vampires Suck, uh, Disaster Movie, Date Movie. We wouldn't do that to you. We wouldn't do that to ourselves, I think, because... Look, I know you don't think that much of me, but come on, man. Yeah, but also... (laughs) See, that's the thing, is... uh, I, I, I don't think I've seen any... Have I seen any of those? I, well, technically, I saw a scary movie, so I guess that counts. Uh, they did work on that. They were the writers for that. And I guess that made enough money for them to make everything else. Uh, but I saw clips of, like, the opening of Date Movie. When I realized it's it's just all like that, I'm like, I'm just not going to watch that. Because it, it doesn't feel like there's anything to say besides, that's not funny. And uh, luckily, I can't say that about not another teen movie. There are... There are a lot of things that it tries to do that I don't think are funny, and there are a lot of things that it tries to do that I think are funny. So I can go for that. I found this movie kind of embarrassing in places. Uh, Alex, you, I think we, the reason that we started talking about this is because you watch Bottoms, right? And you're like, oh, this reminds me of another Correct. team movie. I was like, okay, I'll give this one a shot. I think maybe the main difference for me between these two movies is it feels like this one... It's not so much that it's explaining its jokes, but it keeps calling attention to its jokes. And the scene that just killed the entire movie for me was, and I guess we'll get to it, was the Breakfast Club scene. In which they're, they're just quoting the Breakfast Club at each other with the guy from 
The Breakfast Club. And uh, I didn't like that very much. Although, I did like the parts where they just do Varsity Blues with the guy from Varsity Blues. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so happy we did that episode. Because not only did we all love that movie, <laughs> but revisiting this and seeing like... Chris Evans is like just playing uh, Vanderbeek from Varsity Blues, mm-hmm. but he doesn't do the accent the entire movie until he goes, "I don't want your life," and then he just talks normal the rest of the movie. No, no, it's Parker, such a good bit. Parker, do the accent when you say that. I don't want your life. <laughs> it is. It it really is. Um, I think Chris isn't incorrect in what he's saying. I think it is real feast or famine with the jokes at times. Because the parts where the movie is the least funny is when it's being its most derivative. However, A, it's being derivative of things that I like. So I think I'm a little bit more willing to tolerate it. Because pretty much every movie that this movie is mocking is a movie that I enjoy. And B, like I was saying with Bottoms when we talked about that last week, like... I haven't gotten movies like this in a while. So watching this again, it's like, yeah, man. It has the same problem that, you know, in that scenario that, like, you know, something's like, oh, I'd rather just be watching the better movie. But I wouldn't rather watch ten of these movies. I'd rather (laughs) just watch one. Just shut up and play the hits. Like, I think it kind of works like that. Yeah, I think I got you on that one. The other thing here is I'm not trying to be like one of those, oh, you're stupid for liking this sort of thing. Because everyone's got their own taste, you know. Also, I think I'm pretty clearly in the minority because I was shocked at how many people really, really like this movie. And I was like, God, am I missing something? We're about to find out. Maybe maybe I can be gaslit into liking this movie. I Actually, I have a question for Chris. All right, go for it. Yeah. Because I think I know the answer to this, but I don't want to assume. Mm-hmm. Like, when you were a kid, were you able slash allowed to watch movies like American Pie? No. So you didn't see any of the movies that this is referring to until you were an adult? Uh, no, some of them I did see. Uh, I Hang on, I actually have the thing pulled up. It actually lists all the ones that they quote. Oh, hey, did you guys know it, uh, it references The Breakfast Club? That was one of the ones. I, I was able to see... Uh, <laughs> I was, uh, so so you, you were able to watch the ones for babies and not the ones with dick and fart jokes? Pretty much. Uh, well, I saw The Breakfast Club. I saw... <laughs> let's see what else on here. Um... I saw American Beauty. I don't know how I... I, I kind of must have snuck that <laughs> I one. I don't know why I that, snuck that, that one. ongoing American Beauty uh, fucking gag is in this movie. I, I will get to that. <laughs> it's so out of place. Yeah, well, I know. I saw uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, um, bits and pieces, and I saw bits and pieces of uh, Rudy um, stuff. Uh, so yeah, I guess there was a few of these that I guess I wasn't allowed to. But speaking of dick and fart jokes... Let me just say that I the one that kind of took me out of Scary Movie, the one where I was like, okay, that's a bit much, was the, the scene where they're having sex and he plasters through to the ceiling with his cum. And I was like, <laughs> it just felt like, <laughs> that feels like that belongs at the beginning of Jackass Forever, you know? I don't know if it really belongs in this movie. But uh, whatever. And this, this movie begins with something rather similar where uh, a woman is watching a movie and has uh was it it's called like my little dildo or my little vibrator or something like that and uh she does this in front of uh her parents and also like nuns and her grandparents and lands on a cake (laughs) that scene didn't work for me until the orphans come in (laughs) it's like (laughs) 
Uh, although I will say, hey Parker, don't you love that the Naked Mile just stole this scene like five years later? <laughs> sure did. <laughs> Steal from the best. Yeah, I have to admit this was not a good opening for me. This one did not work, but this is what led me to write my first note for the first twenty minutes. Oh. <laughs> not, my, not my favorite joke. Yeah, as soon I, as Chris Evans comes on screen and looks at the picture of himself, and then looks at the, the picture of him looking at a picture of himself, like, <laughs> I, I have to admit, we're so bad. That was that was the first because between that we get uh, one of our uh, one of the few names I, I knew at this time here, which was uh, Randy Quaid is in this movie. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, is yeah. he? Great. <laughs> All I can think about is a, is a tweet which he has starred on his uh, on his Twitter, which thank God he does because I don't want to lose it. The one where has like flashing colored lights and spaces like this close to the screen. Like, Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> He's insane. Anyway, yeah, he dude, I will admit that <laughs> that I actually laughed out loud at the scene where Chris Evans looks at a picture of him looking at a picture of himself. That was very, very funny to <laughs> it's me. incredibly good. <laughs> this is, just with everything we've seen of him, this is such a wild debut, honestly. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I yeah. really want to know if he will ever acknowledge this movie. Uh, I wonder if it's uh, like an immediate, like, this interview's over. Uh, he actually did acknowledge that movie. Uh, he, um... Someone asked him, I don't know, he had just done Avengers 8 or whatever, and they asked him, so, uh, your film debut, and he was just like, ha ha, ah, <laughs> uh, not another teen movie, look, it's not exactly high art, I agree. Neither's anything else he's done. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. Captain America, get over yourself. Oh, I liked him in Knives Out. Don't make the gray man dick, who cares? <laughs> okay, is that, that's not on the list, so I'm, I'm good. <laughs> anyway, uh... I, I think the reason I like the scene where he's looking at a picture of him looking at a picture of himself, I think I like it so much because there's no words. I think when this movie tries to get wordy, that's when it tends to fall apart because sometimes it'll it, it'll do like, uh, it's not even like a joke, it's really just a reference. Like, it feels, like, here, here's the scene that really got to me, and it, it, it's kind of early on. They have the token black guy. First of all, when South Park does it, they just call him token. That's funny. It's, it's... It's direct to the point, and it's short. Brevity is the soul of wit. This is like, my role in these movies is just to say shit like, damn, or or shit, or, or stuff like that, or that's whack, yo. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, you know? It's like he's, he's going into too much detail about this. But we're saved. Billy Bob is in this movie. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Just, I, it, technically, his just, name is Reggie Ray. <laughs> just to touch on the token black guy thing i completely agree when he's explaining the joke it's not funny but then when his next three lines are di of dialogue are the exact same thing he just said he was gonna say for the whole movie that got me i did not get me oh <laughs> i will say the one Every that i like for him up, is where he met his sorry I, I like the one where he so met his uh, doppelganger at the uh, party later on <laughs> to confront him and tell him to leave <laughs> uh, so should we just go through like the whole cast I, actually yeah i think that's a i think it's a good idea different movies yeah so uh jamie presley is top billed on uh wikipedia <laughs> good for her really? chris evans isn't she, even in the top playing... billing at all what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> she's just playing um bring it on the whole movie. She's yeah. that character. Uh, a, a movie I have not seen. I, I think you mentioned having seen it, right, what? Parker? Oh, buddy. 
No, we're not doing. Yeah, we course. can't do two of these I in a row. Yeah, we're you, no, we're not. Yeah. We're not doing Ray yeah. Allen. That's no, no, not yeah. enough there. Yeah. But, but I'll watch that movie again this year at some point. Yeah. Hell yeah, it's right. real good. Yeah, uh, Mira Kirshner also in this. Uh, Mia Kirshner, sorry. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, uh, Chris Evans had a really tough time filming this movie because of Mia Kirshner. <laughs> You don't say. Yeah. I will say. What gave it away? Watch this movie a lot, like, as a kid slash teenager. Uh, after we all watched Cruel Intentions on here, that was a real, oh, <laughs> I get that now. Yeah, so it's, it's like, just not it just them being crass. Because it's, like, it's just Cruel Intentions. It's like, it's not that's even. Just, that's just the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that far off either. Like, Correct. <laughs> Absolutely not. She sings a song about it. <laughs> when she just shows up pretty early in the movie and somebody's like, she graduated like four years ago. It's like, hell yeah. We know what we're doing here. Yeah. Uh, that's immediately ruined by the joke. It's like, why do all hot girls walk in slow motion? Thank you. We get it. This is a parody. A satire. Tongue in cheek. Uh, who else is in this crap? Uh, let's see. Um... I'm a big fan of the Virgin Gang because uh, oh, as someone yeah. who Dude. recently watched all the American Pies, that impression of Chris <laughs> Klein is perfect. <laughs> it's absolutely can, perfect. Can we, the we, delivery is like 100% spot on. I, I thought it was okay. I just didn't like the accent that they were doing the whole time. I didn't think he sounded that Chinese. So, anyway. <laughs> can we talk about another, another movie? What a character. Where, or after I seen him, like, oh, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> See, my thing the whole time was just like, this has to be a Nick Mullen movie. This has to be one of his favorite movies. <laughs> oh, he, you know he loves this movie. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about the dude's hair? It was just really, cool. Throne is Alex. <laughs> oh, man. It, I swear, it, it was like that thing, you know, it's like I swear for every retweet, I'll make his neck a little bit longer. Well, they're doing that with that guy's hair. I swear <laughs> it grew inches, man. He looked like Paul Phoenix by the end of the movie. <laughs> Paul Phoenix wishes. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. is like They don't quote this on uh, the Wikipedia, but I'm pretty sure they were going, there's, okay, obviously they're doing like fucking American Pie for uh, the, the Virgin King, but... The scene in which they have to, like, crawl into the vents, which, by the way, had one of my jokes. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, they're, like, spying on the girls in the shower. I was like, oh, it's Porky's. Why the fuck would you want to reference Porky's? That movie sucks. <laughs> Correct. Porky's fucking It's blows. one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Who possibly could like that? Well, look, you gotta have, like, exactly three jokes in there for the dads that had to take their ten-year-old to this. Right, yeah, I guess. Which, by the way, <laughs> a lot of nudity in this. Was that, was this, uh... I, I think I downloaded the director's cut, which I probably shouldn't have done. I mean, it's... <laughs> correct. No, it's no, that was certainly correct. helped. It definitely helped get me into the movie when it came out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no on basic cable, like... Oh my god, you guys. Is that because you got to see the Yellow Ranger in the nude? Yes! <laughs> I fucking... <laughs> I love that the Shan Elizabeth knockoff in this movie is named Areola. It kills me. <laughs> oh. I, I did like her backpack. That was funny to me. That that was good. And I have to admit, I also kind of laughed at the scene at the party at the end where she's like, oh, I can't believe she wore the same outfit as me. Uh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> 
I watched this in two sittings and I paused right after that. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm a. <laughs> it's a great place to stop. I'm happy. Yeah, I. At well, first, you're talking I, about the Porky scene. Yeah. Oh, you good? Uh, well, I was I was going to talk about like the dueling accents. At first, I didn't laugh, and then she did a Scottish one. I was like, hey. It's <laughs> <laughs> <a> pretty good. Bit. <laughs> yeah, this is my first time seeing the director's cut version. Yeah. Which uh. Really. Man, yeah. So uh, yeah, I didn't know boobs. there was an extended yeah, sure, uh, Varsity Blues uh, <laughs> scene of them playing catch with their dads. That was a nice surprise for me. <laughs> <laughs> Between that and fucking Chris Evans coming out in the whipped cream mankini. Like, it's so good. Yeah. I, I will the say about... to the bit is admirable. I will say about the areola scene. I, I did like that the subtitles went around her tits. That was that was funny. Yes. <laughs> that's I was like, all right, that's... Well, cool. They know what we're here for. Yeah. So that's the weird thing is like the jokes that I liked were the ones that were a little bit more subtle. About the Porky scene, the... Uh, Parker, you had something to say about that, actually. Like, that scene sucks, and, like, look, no, everyone finds farts funny, but, like, a woman having diarrhea, hilarious, am I right, guys? Like, because women aren't supposed to do that, but that being interspersed with the teacher giving the most, like, fucking local theater actor speech about, (laughs) is this what your generation finds humorous? (laughs) Shitting herself to death. It kind of got me. That really felt like one of those, like, it really felt like one of those, like, uh, uh, fruit roll up commercials where it's like, you can't be eating that in class. (laughs) Yo, teach, what up? And then they spray the guy with diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) The new. Now, we're not talking about my favorite character in the entire movie, which is the blonde guy on the football team. I am obsessed with his line deliveries in this movie. It's incredible. This is method acting if I've ever seen it. I, I do like, like he calls him has... the king of X every single time. <laughs> this movie has like a thousand jokes. The hit rate, you know, it varies by person. But the one line I've always thought about since the first time I watched it was, Oh, little miss cried and ran over her daddy? Cried and ran home to her daddy. <laughs> the worst delivery I've ever heard. It's incredible. He really does look like one of the Nazis from Cool Runnings. Sorry, regular German character from Cool Runnings. <laughs> he was always one of my favorites, but after this one, he's he's my favorite character in the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I think my favorite is the. Uh, he's just doing. Now that I've seen more more of these movies more recently, like. Oh, he's just trying to do Paul Walker, and Paul Walker fucking sucks. That's why he keeps pausing yeah. every second. <laughs> Again, not not to jump ahead, but the fucking conversation he's having at the picnic before they start doing the football throwing competition, the way that that's cut is <laughs> so fucking funny. It's, it's kind of like, it, I know this is going to be unbelievably on brand, but it, it's like that part in Rocket Power, the lost episode, when the drawings get like photorealistic for like 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was familiar with these movies, but like I hadn't just like sat down and watched fucking Varsity Blues until we did this episode. So just realizing like, oh, this isn't just like a funny choice because it's a comedy. Like, no, he's just trying to be Paul Walker, but Paul Walker can't speak <laughs> to save his life. Really boosted this character for me. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk about the Varsity Blue stuff some more because that's obviously my favorite part of this. Uh, it's the best part of the movie. Like, yeah, I I guess I was a little disappointed that uh, Billy Bob didn't have more lines in this. Why doesn't he turn up in more movies? I guess he just doesn't have that kind of like Hollywood flair, you know. 
Anyway. Uh, bad news, buddy. He lost the weight. No! F. The hell you say? You want the answer. That's why he's not in things. Can we... Can we talk about the concussion counter on the board? That was... <laughs> uh, that I liked. That I liked quite a bit. The, the fact that it's actually labeled on there. Uh, oh, actually, I want to... Before we do that, I want I like, I want to talk about the, the flashback. Because he's like, we're up 42 to nothing. <laughs> Just kneel it out. And he's like, no, we want to get this guy the ball and win. And people are like, no, come on, listen to the coach. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, what could possibly go wrong? Like, worst case scenario, you throw a pick six, right? And the guy's, oh, no, we won 42 to seven. Like... Who gives a shit? But no, get the little kid the ball. What could possibly go wrong? Parker. (laughs) (laughs) I love everything about this. I love that everyone has their first name on the back of their jersey. I love the coach. I love everything that's going on. Dude, that coach does a great impression. I think that coach is the fa- is my favorite character in the movie. Have <laughs> like, you also spent your, your entire life referring to that coach solely as Tom Coughlin? Because I sure have. <laughs> <laughs> can he play? <laughs> coach, I don't think he can breathe. God damn it, can he play? <laughs> uh, obviously, as soon as he catches bird. it, it gets fucking torn in half, literally. <laughs> the guy in the back of going, great hands, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I liked yeah. in in Scary Movie, which I didn't really like Scary Movie that much, but the one joke that, that killed for me at Scary Movie was, I'll grab his ass. And there are a couple background jokes in here that really work. Like another one, this is kind of earlier on in the movie, where that nerdy guy, the one with the purple fedora, fucking... He, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, he he reads the the ten things I I love about Janie speech. Uh her own name comes back as a joke later i'll get to that um and he's like okay my my poem is about jd and someone in the back room goes oh no not again (laughs) (laughs) and i just know that would have been one of us (laughs) that little fucking nerd trotting into the end zone waving his hands like don't throw it don't throw it (laughs) just literally getting tackled in half it's so fucking, it's a fucking mortal combat <laughs> fatality. Do you see why I thought about this movie when I thought about Bottoms now? That, okay, for that, I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the Vanderbeek reading on the bench yeah. as he's forced to ring, and then getting picked up and knee dropped onto his spine by his fucking old man coach. So I want to talk about Janie again. Janie is named Janie just so they could do the 10 things I hate about you where he's like playing a song on the bleachers but the song is Janie's Got a Gun by Aerosmith. It's a good bit. No. A, honestly, I appreciate the commitment to name a character solely around one joke an hour into the that movie. That does, okay, I commit Buddy, that. Let me, let me tell you. If if you ever have to endure across the universe, you'll hate that way more. Oh, I've seen oh. across the universe. I I watched that with uh, with a girl once, and no, hopefully not by yourself. No, no, yeah. I that that was cajoled into watching that with a girl, and uh, that was the same girl who made me watch. Uh, what was that fucking uh, addicted to the knife thing? What was that musical that Parker liked? <laughs> yeah, no, hang on a second. I won't stand for that. Uh, the fucking Doctor Horrible sing along or whatever. Anyway, yeah, I uh, no, I don't like Across the Universe. 
If I want to listen to the Beatles, I'll just listen to the Beatles. <laughs> fucking watch this. I like musicals and I like the Beatles and I fucking loathe across yeah, the universe. Uh, so that should tell you everything that needs to be said. Right, yeah. Ugh. That's also like maybe the worst Beatles song. Well, I, I, don't, I think Wild Honey Pie. Uh, there's a lot of choices. Wild Honey Pie is but, pretty yeah. fucking bad. That's not even a song. That doesn't even count. <laughs> anyway, I. Uh, yeah, what else happens in this stupid movie for idiots? Oh, I didn't mention, like, some of my other favorite subtle jokes. It's, like, the ones in the background where it says, like, the the trophy case says panty raid from semester one. Uh, the, uh, the the vent that they go and to spy on the girls says uh, maximum weight capacity to adolescent boys. And, of course, they have three in there, so that joke comes back later on, in case you weren't sick of it. I, uh... <laughs> It's just to briefly touch on the purple fedora guy again, because we're never going to talk about him again. When he's trying to ask her out to prom, and he's just riding a Razor scooter down the hallway of the high school for that whole scene, (laughs) fucking kills me. Like, because, like, of course he He would would, be riding a scooter. Yeah. Uh, The other one that got me is um, when they're in the locker room, and (laughs) Billy Bob's bleeding out of his ear, and he puts his helmet on backwards, and he hits his head and fall down go boom one of the signs in the locker room is like advice for how to play like uh we're all brothers we don't we all stand together and number three don't fuck up <laughs> and uh i i have to like that one quite a bit do your job <laughs> <laughs> i i i also the did like when this fucking billy bob gets yet another concussion on the field and someone in the audience is like come on you still have another concussion <laughs> <laughs> The thing that gets me about the concussion jokes this time is like, oh, is this 2001? Like, yeah. in wrestling, they were still fucking steel chairs shotting each other in the head without putting their hands up. The NFL was like 15 years away from even pretending to care. How is this movie further ahead on concussions? I Well, I don't know that this movie cared. I think the, the movie saw Varsity Blues and was just like, oh yeah, that joke. We can uh, do that one over and over and over again. He fell <laughs> off the stretcher. Meanwhile, next week, Mick Foley's going to take eight chair shots to the head while his kid cries in the crowd. Like, when, that, when, that fucking, when that fucking ball hangs in the air for like 12 seconds and then hits Billy Bob in the head. <laughs> it's like, you know it's coming, but it does, it's fine anyway. The Foo Fighters song really does a lot for you. Yeah, it does. It's a good song choice. Oh, yeah. Also, they, they play There Goes My Hero again, which uh, ordinarily I would have been like, ah, that's a bit much. But I laughed so fucking hard the first time I saw that in uh, Varsity Blues. I was like, if they didn't play that, I, I would have been mad. I literally spent my entire life not liking that song, and now I love that song. Of course not. That song Varsity fucking Blues. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> And now you just imagine Vanderbeek just uncorking it downfield. You're like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Watch him as he goes. <laughs> That's a movie I need to see in theater. Oh my god. Dude, if, if the Alamo uh, ever does varsity blues, we're there, dude. <laughs> you, you just, yeah, just just keep me keep me in the loop. Get the pads out of storage. <laughs> <laughs> Parker, you can go as Billy Bob. So, uh, a movie that I very much enjoy. I think my favorite line in the entire movie is from Randy Quaid, of all people. When she comes down the stairs in her prom outfit and collapses into it, and she goes, Alright, quit farting around. That gets me every single time I've watched that, it. That sounds like something my dad would say. <laughs> 
As the house caves in on us. Yeah, it's the thing. That, I guess that's a teen movie. It feels like it's referencing fucking Carrie or something. Or I guess a poltergeist or whatever. Because, like, the whole stairs collapse and she's, like, dragging in, like, a lamp after her. It's a little button on the end of the scene. Honestly, like... I'm not. I'm not suggesting that this is some work of like cinematographic genius or anything, but like, how they get that carpet to fall so perfectly? That went great. That, that's actually yeah. It's a fairly well done effect. I just wish it was funny. I'm. It didn't do anything for me. Sorry. Uh, what, what, <laughs> apparently the full name of the token black guy is Malik Token. Oh. <laughs> yes. I, I yes. feel so bad. <laughs> uh. What else happens? Oh yeah, well I guess we didn't even talk about the real story. The story is that Chris Evans is trying to. We don't need to talk about this. Story. The it's story doing is, all the different uh, movies. She's together. all that. It, she's all that happens while he doesn't want his dad's life. Yeah, but it's it's also uh, ten things I hate about you at the same time. Yeah, sometimes in the I, background. Yeah. It is truly unfortunate that this movie came out before Walk to Remember. Because if they gave her cancer randomly at the end of this movie, it would have actually <laughs> killed me. You know that would have been the, the first thing they would have like written. That would have been the thing they, they write like a bubble around and they're like, oh, other movies we can do. Like The Breakfast Club. That to me was like the worst scene of the movie. I just couldn't stand it. Like, yeah, that, like was, that was worse than the racism scenes, dude. <laughs> I just, I don't like The Breakfast Club. Same. So. I hate that movie. I... I happen to like that movie uh, quite a bit. I think it has uh, some problems. One, a very serious problem with the ending. But just they're just quoting. They're just doing The Breakfast Club. That's not funny. It's just a rabbit. It's That is like one of those things that Red Lair and me are talking about. It's like, I know what that is. And they just have like the same guy walk. And I'm like, oh, I guess he is still alive. And I'd like uh, to imagine that they when they figure out they could get him, they're like, I guess we'll just do the scene. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> just have these characters do the lines. I, they, he, they should have had him be the guy who gets sprayed with diarrhea, but I guess he was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not coming in. Yeah. <laughs> it's someone else. Yeah, they were able to get Molly it Ringwald somehow. Did they just like run out of teen movies from the 90s? Like, fuck, I guess Pretty in Pink. Do people know what that is? I don't know. Just put a little white kid and <laughs> make him do a Chinese voice. Hopefully the kids get it now. I did not. I, I, I will say that we keep calling it a Chinese accent, and he does mutter towards the end of the movie. It's Japanese. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good bit. <laughs> I, I love that character, but mostly because my best friend in middle school looks exactly like that kid. Except not, you know, pretending to be Japanese. Just has, like, the mole in the same spot and everything. He was actually like, Japanese. I think about every time I see this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will say, like... Yeah, there's a lot going on, and some of it's oppressive, but I think on the whole, I like the cameos in this movie, and not just because I totally forgot H. John Benjamin's in this. <laughs> I I think the one I had a big problem with was uh, Molly Ringwald, because when I saw her at the end, I was like, oh, hey, I I thought she stopped acting at one point, and she did. This is the last movie she did until Gem and the Holograms, to her utter shame. Uh, and I was like, hey, wait, she is a good actress, or was, and, uh, you know, it's good to see her in this movie. And then she won't shut up, and she won't leave, and she keeps looking directly at the camera, explaining the joke to me. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it, you know. I Yeah, reading that, like, the ending they had didn't work, so they filmed all this, it's like, what 
what did you have? Because this doesn't work either. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was like, it really, that does feel like one of those, uh, yeah, we do stir fry, uh, we do stir fry on Friday. You'll never guess what we call it. Stir Friday? Wow, that's a lot better than what we had. Like, what could it have possibly been? <laughs> <laughs> Having someone that you write, hey, do you remember these movies we were talking about? She was in like three of them. She's going to look at you and be like, wow, teenagers, am I right? Like, what, what was the first draft? What happened? Yeah, see, that's the thing, is, like, the the references to John Hughes High School. I've never actually seen Sixteen Candles or Pretty in Pink or Weird Science, and I don't really want to. Uh, not after I've read uh, fucking Ready Player One or Ready Player Two. But uh, <laughs> this does feel like Ernest Cline would have loved this movie. It feels like he probably had a hand in writing this in some capacity. Although, I did like the reference to Anthony Michael Dining Hall. That got me really good yeah <laughs> i don't think there's much more to say is there? I, I feel like I if mean, this movie had come a, out after, it's a series of 100 bits if this movie had come out like after mean girls i don't think they would have been able to like reference it because they would have been like shit oh. that, we're not gonna know what to do there incorrect it would have been a page one rewrite oh i guess yeah would have had to start from scratch <laughs> it would just be mostly mean girls except they would call it like nasty girls or something like that and then every once in a while have a reference to the other teen movies it's just mean girls and then someone fucks a pie and they're like we tried so here's a weird thing for me is <laughs> like uh this is another 2001 release the greatest year in cinema <laughs> and uh, uh unfortunately this was a december 2001 i believe so this is a post 9-11 movie so we were still able to get away with things. Fucking imagine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think it's safe to go back to the movies. I don't think we're going to get attacked again. Another teen movie. Look, man. If I had seen this when I was ten, and Good Charlotte was playing all the songs at the prom, I, I would have gone so hard for this movie. Oh, I can't even. But, I can't like, even pretend. Statistically. Someone, this was their first movie back in the theater after 9-11. This is what got them out of the house. <laughs> See, that's what I was <laughs> thinking. At like, least one person. Didn't Didn't Joel just say that he just went to the movies for the first time since fucking COVID or whatever? What did What did he watch? I don't remember. Uh, Something, who knows? Maybe like the, <laughs> the, the, the fucking, the, the Winnie the Bear horror movie. That's what I think he watched. Speaking of yeah, uh, sure bears and... There's no way that was in theaters. Speaking of uh, bears and horror movies and stuff that is coming to theaters... I got the trailer oh. for the. I got the trailer for the uh, Five Nights at Freddy movie. That hell yeah, dude. Oh. Well, unfortunately, I didn't watch the forty-hour hey, uh, lore video, so I'm out. Hey, you lost. Hey, hey, Chris, have you ever vaped before? No. You want to go to a Friday night showing of that with a bunch of zoomers and just blow the biggest vape clouds you've ever fucking seen in the front row? Right, hold on, because I think that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> you should, should, <laughs> hey, Chris, do you want to do the cake for your laugh? I want to ruin that movie versus fucking teenagers, dude. <laughs> Go in like fucking business suits and then just like vape in the front of the theater. <laughs> Wear bear masks. <laughs> so that's like yelling, not funny. <laughs> I'm not scared. No, actually, that no, yell scary. really loud when they like a scary scene. I would go, ah! <laughs> but do it for like the obvious fake outs. So, you know, the one early on where someone like puts a hand on someone's shoulder or something like that. <laughs> It was just his friend. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the bear. Yeah. It wasn't. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. In conclusion, about I'm pull the room. 
In conclusion about not another Sorry. team movie, uh, the good news and the bad news. The good news is, uh, well, the bad news first. The bad news is you still haven't convinced me that I actually secretly like this movie. Uh, there are things that I like about it. So this is not like some like horrible, worthless you know piece of shit. Like, oh, I'm so mad you guys made me watch this. In a way, I'm actually kind of happy that I watched it. Uh, because First of all, it's better than half the movies on the list. And uh, the other thing about it is like, <laughs> This is a this is a part of Americana, you know. This is like a really really big uh, movie for people. I remember a lot of friends were like referencing this movie growing up, and uh, now I have that. Now I uh, now I no longer have FOMO for not another teen movie. <laughs> Additionally, it's like uh, an era of shit you can't do anymore because yeah. memes last for forty five yeah. minutes. Also, you you can't do a whole production cycle. Like, all right, we're gonna make fun of these things that are popular. Yeah, because by the time you like cast eight people. No one likes those things anymore. Yeah, but also more. You literally cannot make these movies. Yeah, more importantly, this is like so much better than uh, those uh, Friedberg and Seltzer movies because this isn't date movie. This isn't disaster movie. This isn't fucking scary movie eight or whatever, where it's just like all of a sudden people start break dancing. That's our you know excuse for funny or something. I don't know. I uh, also honestly. Chris Evans gives a really good performance in this. I was surprised. I was like, hey, he's, he's actually doing really well, considering what he has to work with. <laughs> he is committed fully to this bit. Yeah. And that's what, like, completely saves the movie. Yeah. Because, like, when I saw this as a kid, like, I didn't... There was no Captain America. Like, it's a lot funnier now that he's, like, one of the faces of the biggest media empire in the fucking universe. In the, but like even back then when he was still a no one like who like some guy who was praying to be in Fantastic Four the dude just fucking crushed it he had an assignment he watched two movies and went yeah those suck I can do that and he fucking did it I love it for him yeah I uh, you know I, I guess everyone's performance is basically what I need it to be I, I guess I just want more Billy Bob always fair yeah love Billy Bob All right, no gaming game. See you next time. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm going to bed. Oh, that's what you. Three thirty in the morning. <laughs>、Uh, let's do a little bit of housekeeping for for last week first.、God. That was a bad <laughs>、um, week. I, not as bad as you'd think.、Uh, so my teams did go four and zero, which is、uh, you know always <laughs> <Damn> feels good. <laughs>、uh, Parker's teams, he was three and zero going into Monday night. He even erased his minus one deficit with the Ravens, and all he needed was the Chargers to not lose at home to the Cowboys. Unfortunately, <laughs> the Kellamore revenge game. That was not in the cards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean.、Uh, It was almost in the cards. <laughs> it wasn't. It, it was. It was not in the cards. I know. Dang, no. <laughs>、uh, nah. If you're wondering how the morale is doing、uh, around here after a very solemn、uh, week at work after the 49ers loss,、um, the Cowboys fan boss had a "We still them boys" shirt on this week, so、uh, morale's yeah, back、dude. up.、Uh, playoffs、yeah. are coming. I'd love to see it. Um. So we are.、Uh, Just full disclosure at home, we are recording on a Thursday night, so the Thursday game has already happened. However, as we discussed over text, that game was Josh's deal of the week, sponsored by Josh.、Uh, I went with my Jaguars. Chris abstained because he's a fucking pussy. 
<laughs> and uh, Parker decided to go with the Saints. So, uh, you know, Chris, it could have been worse. Yeah. <laughs> it, to I be fair, I would have went, obviously I taken t- the Jaguars. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I'll take over at home because Jesus Christ, I'm not watching <laughs> yeah. this game. And you know what? You, mi- you missed a banger, dude. <laughs> you I, missed a banger. It, the bits I saw uh, as I would wake up, chug a bottle of water, and go back to sleep were incredibly good. It was actually kind of funny because, like, that was the quietest bridge I've ever had. And someone actually said, uh, "Man, this this bridge is uh, surprisingly quiet." And everyone was like chiding him for ruining the piece, like, "Oh, you know, don't jinx it." And one guy said in the back, you could barely hear, was like, "Yeah, this game isn't very good." <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. It's my favorite kind of football. Uh, Anyway, I will be doing the assignments for episode sixes of the respective shows, except for The Immortal, where I have to go back in time. Yes, sir. Because uh, I will be watching The Immortal for goddamn shit. Damn! Uh, <laughs> uh, it's time for Chris to watch Gold Rush. I think he's really going to appreciate the extreme dad energy of that so show. So you said Gold Rush, oh. uh, uh, episode six, which season? Episode, se- season four. Season four, episode six, Gold Rush. And uh, Parker's going to watch Victoria. <laughs> That's what you get for losing. It's been too long. Someone's, someone's got to. Yeah. Someone's, what if we forget what was happening? We got to check in. Yeah, we need to know just, what's I don't happening. trust anybody else to watch that show without context. Yeah. You just know so much more about the subject. Yeah, you're the one who likes Paddington, dude. I could watch Bully Beatdown. <laughs> we should get him. I want it next. God damn it. God damn, watch Bully Beatdown. God damn it. <laughs> next time we fucking do this. What would it be like if Jason Mayhem Miller was in Victoria? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> next time I win, I'm going to assign Parker Bully Beatdown because I want his impression. Because you, you do like uh, an MMA thing on the side, right? You, you have the more knowledge about that than I do. Uh, always. You just, you just got to start lisping it up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one more thing before we pick our teams. Uh, if anybody would like to select either side of Washington at the New York Giants, you can have that one for free. It won't count against you. Oh, jeez, really? Uh, in that case, <laughs> just, you just make a make a free pick if you want. Yeah, I then ca- and in Fuck that case, Giants. I'm taking my combinators. All right, you want the Giants, think, Parker? I think they're the only team in the East I still need, so <laughs> let's throw that freebie uh, you, out there. Yeah, yeah wait. And yeah, you have Commanders, you have Cowboys, you have... E- yeah, mm. yeah. It's worth a shot. Yeah. I have wins with both of these teams, because I planned ahead, is what I would say if I planned ahead. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to goddamn wait it and start that <laughs> <laughs> My Giants, baby, rack them. One in five, and I've got the one win. Still furious about it. <laughs> Well, I'm sure they won't let you down again. Yeah, what could possibly uh, be? All right, let's make some picks. Uh, we got six teams on by this week, and it's starting to look dire. Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and lead us off, because I'm taking my Raiders. Oh. Uh, hey, it worked pretty well. Yeah, I already forgot which teams I'm not allowed to take. Uh, I'll tell you if you can't have right. them. <laughs> Great. Uh, can I... Hmm. Hmm. Can I take the Buccaneers? Uh, you have already gotten a win with the Buccaneers. Okay. Uh, I I am taking the Buccaneers though, so I'm gonna mark that down. Yeah. Uh, I I was gonna do that anyway. <laughs> um. Uh, oh. Packers. <laughs> All right. Chris is taking the Packers to get back to zero. Yeah. Uh. Oh, I will also be taking the Raiders. Holy guacamole. 
All right, one down for Parker. Can I take the Raiders? Uh, you, I believe, already have a Raiders win. Let me double check. Yeah, you you took the Raiders last week against the Pats. Oh, whoops. Damn, that game was so close. Um. Oh, uh, one sec. I have a work thing. I'm... Yeah, that's fine. Let me talk to him. <laughs> I, I just have to reassign something. <laughs> Ask him to do one thing. <laughs> I don't think she knows uh, any NFL teams. Well, my, Neither do I. <laughs> my third team. My third team is going to be the Packers. Also, man, uh, Buffalo. Can I take Buffalo? Uh, you can take Buffalo. All right, I'll take Buffalo. I was, was going to ask the same question. Yeah. Parker, you can also take Buffalo. Oh, yeah, give me that real quick. And then, uh, oh, I know Green Bay is the safe choice, but. You each get wanna... one more. Uh, I got one more. I don't how about, how about Seattle? You already have a Seattle. Son right? of a bitch. <laughs> this is, this isn't going as the, the way I hope. What, I know I already use them. Uh. That Cleveland Indianapolis game. Streak in real time. The, We're still so early. This, this Brown, is, this, this, is <laughs> this Browns Colts game. It's all right. You can, you can, hey, you can throw two teams back next week. Oh, good. Just remember, <laughs> oh, that's right. I, uh, how, how about the Browns? Can I take the Browns? You can take the Cleveland I'll take Browns. Take the Cleveland. Bro, when Browns. I threw the fucking Dolphins back and they were down two touchdowns, I wanted to put a <laughs> hole in the wall. It's like I'll be goddamn. Dude. I can't stay in this pyramid forever. Ah, fuck it, Packers. I, I don't want any of these. Alright. So, uh, to recap, uh, Chris has the Bills, Browns, Packers, and Commanders. Parker has the Bills, Packers, Raiders, Saints, and Giants. And I have the Packers, Jaguars, Raiders, and Buccaneers. Alright. Let's see how this goes. Great. Whew. What, what a week of football. I'd love to see that. I love bye weeks, not work safe. <laughs> I will continue my bit of never looking ahead to the Correct, next week yeah. until we're recording. <laughs> yeah, that ruins the only reason I look ahead is to scout for deals. Oh, well, you know. That's, and, uh, I, that's, that's important. Yeah. I will never abstain from a deal again. I, I don't I, care I, how unfortunate I, it is for me. I added a, a little sound. I'll take it every I, I added a little sound effect for uh, Josh's deal of the week. It's the quote from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you heard it yet, but it's, it's the quote from um, uh, Alan Rickman in Galaxy Quest where he says, By Grabthar's hammer, what a savings. <laughs> It was between that and Hava Nagila. He is, so I should have done that. <laughs> Dude, he's never seen Galaxy Quest. That's fucked. I know. Tell him to fix it. Yeah, I know. I'm going to beat him up. All right, uh, what should we watch next he's week? He's seen like eight movies, and one of them is like Jingle All the Way too. <laughs> we'll never forget. All right, next week's episode. Next week's episode in Encino Man. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> Only takes two? No. Uh, <laughs> good luck, Parker. Uh, Parker, do you have anything on? Uh, do you have a list somewhere? Uh, let me scroll through here. That's weird. This is just a notes file that just says "Little Nicky." I will be gone. <laughs> well, it is the spookiest month 
of the year. That's true. We should watch a devil let's, movie. Let's see if no. Let's see if there is something on the list here that stands no. out. There's a don't ooh, care. No. Ooh, we could watch. Not helping you. Watch Fuck you, Pearl Parker. It only takes two. <laughs> I'm busy. I got a Halloween party. He keeps Always. if he keeps winning these fucking games. I'm not going to make him watch Pearl because I feel like some new rules are going to pop up. <laughs> oh no! Parker gets the double-edged sword. He gets Victoria and the Purge. <laughs> oh yeah, great movie. So uh, with the Hunter's Moon special movies. They get to sign you 14 movies. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll fucking we'll do something. I don't know. Figure something out. Hold on, hold on. I I saw she's all that on the list future episodes. Uh, there's a there's a movie on Tubi that is called The Curse of King Tut's Tomb. No, no, that's <laughs> that's gonna be bad. <laughs> I think I'd rather do she's all that. <coughs> is that movie funny though? Is there is there gonna be something like funny about it? That's the tea, sis.